Greetings members old and new, and welcome back to the Possibility Department, your one-stop shop for the modern-day occultist. If you find yourself entertaining the possibilities of anything and everything when it comes to the great unknown, then this is the place for you. My name is Luciana and I'll be your host as we dive into what I like to call spiritual and psychological templates for living our lives, interpreting our lives, and creating change in our lives. Take what you like, toss what you don't, and remember that what we talk about on this podcast is just as far-fetched as the concept of any higher power. Alright, let's talk about some weird sh- Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Possibility Department Podcast. Um, we have another solo episode. It's- I feel like it's been a while, huh? It's been a lot of interviews. Um... I am excited to continue interviewing people. I think I might shift it to one interview a month and uh, one solo, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Today, I want to talk about the concept of chaos magic a little bit. Um, I want this to be kind of a brief overview kind of episode. Um, I do want to say that as with all things, I don't necessarily completely identify with this, so I wouldn't consider myself an expert, but um, it is something that I've been looking into increasingly. You may remember last year, was it last year or the year before? I don't know. Time is a blur. (laughs) It's 2021. I don't do time anymore. Um, (laughs) I did an episode uh, where I I was kind of just learning about it. And I think it was called a chaos episode about chaos magic, um, which I don't know, may be coming down soon. I'm really thinking of deleting all my old episodes, so we'll see uh, where that goes. But I wanted to do an overview on chaos magic because over on Patreon, I am reading through um, the book Condensed Chaos, An Introduction to Chaos Magic by Phil Hine. And I'm reading that and then chapter by chapter, um, I'm getting on Patreon on kind of like a podcast and going over uh, my thoughts, what I think about it, maybe personal experiences, other stuff that it brings up for me. Um, And it's been really fun. Um, I am about to release the third episode this week, which would be chapter three. Uh, Everyone seems to be enjoying it. We started a uh, Discord channel, which is available on Patreon as well. If you become a level two member, you get access to our giant group chat, group text. Uh, So we have a little channel there where we will be discussing this stuff. And so I thought I would give an overview here of what Chaos Magic is. And if you feel interested, head over to Patreon um, and become a member at level two to get access to that series and then to also get access to the Discord group text channels. Not to mention, we have started our Pentacle course, which is our Pentacle program, I should say, which is uh, get your shit together with the Pentacle. This is where we go all together. We go around the Pentacle and go around the elements and we align our lives with the vision that we have. So we do so in practical ways and in some spiritual ways. So, for example, last week we were focusing on our bodies and our relationship with our bodies um, and aligning that with the version of ourselves that has the thing that we want. So, for example, if your goal is to start a podcast, um, are you treating your body in a way that gives it the stamina that it's going to need to record that podcast after you get home from work? Are you allowing yourself the time and space 
to kind of recharge your body so that it feels good enough to have that extra energy so forth. Um, and then this week we're doing clutter and possessions. So we're kind of going around our houses and asking, you know, the version of me that has the things that I want when I imagine that person, what does their space look like? Like, what does their house look like? Um, and then we start editing. It's like a life editing program. We just start editing and editing and editing until everything around us kind of looks and feels like the version of us that has the thing we want. And that gets more intense when we get into the air element. We're in Earth right now. In the air element, we start creating plans and schedules. Um, and then the fire element, we start like really hitting the ground running and living out those plans and schedules and really going for it. So super fun. And on level two, you get access to that as well. So come on in. $10 a month. You can cancel anytime. You get access to this Condensed Chaos series. You get access to new content every month. You get access to our group chats. You get access to a five-month get-your-shit-together program that you get to do with us live. And there's no obligation. You can cancel anytime. Come, come on in. Come be a patron. And without further ado, I cannot go any further without thanking my sponsor level patrons on level three and level four. So thank you so much for supporting me on level three and level four. Benna, Sydney, Sandra, Brianna, Jewel, Amy, Susie, Mariella, Erica, Brittany, Ingrid, Faith, Tara, Myriad, Noelle, Sarah, and Luna. Thank you all so much for supporting me on level three and level four. Um, level three is now open for the next week for registration for the month of March. That's where we have our live group meetups every month. And then you also get access to the entire meditation library, which is getting pretty hefty. There's a lot of stuff in there. So yeah, come, come join me on some level on Patreon so you can at least get a taste for what's going on over there. Uh, I'm, everything I do is, is on Patreon. Plus, you guys know that I do that thing where I only charge my patrons on the first. Um, so if you sign up on any day other than the first, you get to ride out the rest of that month for free. Um, and then, you, you know, if you decide that you don't like it, you can cancel it before the first and you won't be charged. Um, I have heard word that Patreon might change that. I might not be able to do that much longer. So we'll see how that goes. But for the time being, I'm happy to offer you a free, <laughs> a free moment there so you can see if you like it or not. So hop on in. Uh, let's get into the chaos magic, shall we? Let's get into it. Okay, so what is chaos magic? I think the best way to go is I'm gonna read a quote from learnreligions.com that I think sums it up uh, pretty, pretty perfectly. And keep in mind, you know, I'm reading through this whole book over on Patreon, so if you want more info, head over there, but this is gonna be more of an overview. Um, so the quote is, Chaos magic is difficult to define because definitions are composed of common components. By definition, chaos magic has no common components. Chaos magic is about using whatever ideas and practices are helpful to you at the moment, even if they contradict the ideas and practices you used previously. So I think that's that's a perfect quote and I'll link below the article uh, with that as well as far as other sources. But chaos magic is kind of known as results-based magic. So what this means is that it's not concerned with sticking to a specific standard system. Um, and I mentioned this, I think, in the Condensed Chaos series on Patreon, but 
Um, often it feels like we're always looking for that magical formula, right? We're all looking for the magical formula to life, um, whether it's through, you know, the occult or spirituality or self-development or religion or faith, you know, we're all kind of in search of like, what are the meanings? Where is the formula? Where is the secret sauce? You know, like how, how do I make the secret sauce? And um, one of the key phrases of chaos magic is nothing is true, everything is permitted. And it's, it's basically this idea of there is no secret sauce. You make the secret sauce based on what works for you, based on, you know, your mind, your body, your psychology. If you listen to my What is Witchcraft episode, I kind of touched on this a little bit where you know, all these practices, we can call it witchcraft or we can call it spirituality or we can call it goal setting or self-development. It doesn't matter what it is. Different styles of that work for different people because we have different minds, different bodies, different experiences, different cultural backgrounds, different traumas, different everything. And so, there is no one size fits all. It's kind of impossible for there to be a one size fits all. One of the key sort of tenets of chaos magic is to use belief as a tool. So what this means is, is that belief doesn't become something that you cling to and you commit to for the rest of your life. It's something that you use for a phase of life that you're currently in or something that you use for a situation that you're currently in. And I think you can kind of see this in some of the metaphysical community with the concept of archetypes, right? We talk about that a lot, kind of tuning into an archetype, embodying an archetype. So I've talked about how I spent a year um, kind of working with the archetype of the goddess Artemis. Um, I even had like a little altar with like a little wolf and candles. And I mean, it was super fun and it helped me a lot. And I read about her mythology but I didn't necessarily believe that she was somewhere out there. You know what I mean? But I still used, I used kind of that, that archetype of her, that energy of her. So it's using belief as a tool. And some part of my brain, I was believing in her, but I was using that as a tool for that moment, if that makes sense. So one of the key tenets of chaos magic is to kind of forget this idea of committing to a belief for the rest of your life. You don't have to. There's, there's no rules, so you can use a belief simply as a tool for that moment or for what you're going through. So, as you can tell here, kind of the foundation of chaos magic is, is a bit of a psychological one. It relies on this idea that um, your belief is what makes things happen. It's not necessarily some outside force, although if the belief and idea of an outside force helps you to believe in yourself and helps you to believe that something's going to happen, then chaos magic allows for you to sort of bring that in. Um, and this has a cross, I think, with the concept of embodiment as well. So to give an example, um, at the beginning of the year, I usually choose like a phrase of the year or a word of the year, a theme of the year, something that I'm going to work with in the whole year ahead. And so um, I talked about it in one of our level three, I think it was our intention setting workshop. I talked about mine and went through that process with them. But I have chosen some words of the year, um, three of them. And I've been kind of working with that recently and simply asking myself, if I were to come from the place of this word, 
then how would I act in this moment? And that already shifts everything that I'm going to do. That shifts all of the little micro decisions. That shifts kind of the psychological place that I'm coming from. So one of those words is secure. And so I'm going about my day, I'm getting frustrated as I usually do, I'm getting stressy as I usually do, and then I stop and I ask myself, if I was coming from a place that was secure, if I felt super secure right now, what actions would I be taking? And the actions that I would be taking are completely different from the ones that my hands are in the middle of, you know what I mean? So this also has to do with embodiment. Chaos Magic says that... Your belief is what carries you forward. And this is something we talk about on the podcast a lot, right? I always talk about the domino effect and the thousands of little micro decisions that we're making all day, every day. This is about kind of changing the domino effect and changing those micro decisions. And so Chaos Magic kind of says, whatever you have to do (laughs) to get you to that place of belief, of believing what you want to believe, what you need to believe to propel you forward into, you know, your goals or your intentions or your next stage of life, whatever you have to bring in to do that is fabulous. <laughs> there's there's no there's no rules, right? Like you can, it's all in our minds. We can psychologically bring in any aesthetics or colors or deities or non-deities. Chaos magic even pulls from science. It pulls like scientific concepts. I think this is something that Phil Hine does as well. He'll pull concepts from like physics and then try to apply them to, you know, magic or um, what we might call law of attraction or things like that. Um, Other practitioners, they'll even pull concepts from science, science fiction. They'll pull characters from science fiction and kind of work with that archetypally. Um, I've seen people pull from pop culture literally pull, I mean, use like a famous person as an archetype. I mean, that's not my deal, but if it works for you, Chaos Magic says that it's okay to bring that in. It's it's more of like, it's almost like engaging in sort of like a psychological play with yourself in order to get the results that you want to get, which is why it's called results-based magic. Um, and I think this is so close to just the idea of embodiment, right? Like, what is what is the thing that you want? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to be? What does the vision look like? And how can you embody it and how can you believe it? And this reminds me of a story um, from, I think it was the wife of the photographer that uh, was great friends with Marilyn Monroe. What was his name? There was this story where they were walking in New York City and Marilyn wasn't being recognized. She was just, you know, kind of walking around plain Jane. And uh, she turns to, I think her name was Amy, she turns to the wife of this photographer and asks, do you want to see me become her? And Amy says, yes. And I mean, she's not wearing a disguise. She doesn't take off her coat. Like, Nothing happens, but she just sort of switches something in in her mind. And subtly, I guess, the the body language changes and the movement changes and all of a sudden cars passing by are like, that's Marilyn, and everyone starts recognizing her. I think there is a big layer of truth in that your, your inner belief, being able to switch on and off, being able to switch from one thing to another, using belief, using embodiment, I do think it can create change in, in the way you kind of go about the world. That's not to say that there's not outside circumstances. There's always going to be outside circumstances. We're always going to be thrown curveballs. There's always going to be things we can't control. 
But the things that we can control, why not use these tools, right? So um, I'm actually going to look for this story and see if I can read you the quote. Hold on. And we're back. (laughs) I know that that wasn't a pause for you, but it was a pause for me. So I pulled up an article by psychcentral.com. Um, And it says, the Marilyn Monroe effect, the nonverbal communication of confidence. So I'm going to read the quote from Amy Green, the wife of Marilyn's personal photographer, Milton Green. That was his name, Milton Green. Um, So this is an exact quote from her, and I'm just going to read it out for you. It says, I'll never forget the day Marilyn and I were walking around New York City, just having a stroll on a nice day. She loved New York because no one bothered her like they did in Hollywood. She could put on her plain Jane clothes and no one would notice her. She loved that. So as we're walking down Broadway, she turns to me and says, do you want to see me become her? I didn't know what she meant, but I said yes. And then I saw it. I don't know how to explain what she did because it was so very subtle, but she turned something on within herself that was almost like magic. And suddenly cars were slowing and people were turning their heads and stopping to stare. They were recognizing that this was Marilyn Monroe as if she had pulled off a mask or something, even though a second ago nobody noticed her. I had never seen anything like that before. So I didn't expect to bring up Marilyn Monroe in an episode about chaos magic, but it's funny. I I guess it had been a while since I read the quote, but I didn't realize that she actually said the word magic in that quote, that it was like magic. And I I think that's where the real quote magic is. It's in using these these tools in kind of a psychological way. And the reason why I love chaos magic is because it allows for that and it allows the freedom to bring in whatever you wish. So um, another example is when I first started getting into this stuff, I was a little bit afraid Um, I think like most young people that get into it, you know, I was afraid that if I practiced it, I was going to go to hell. Um, (laughs) That's everyone's fear in the beginning, right? If you came from like a remotely Christian background. Um, And so in the beginning, I tried to incorporate some elements of Christianity sometimes out of fear. I was very back and forth as a teenager, as a side note. Um, I identified as agnostic throughout most of my teens and then for a while atheist. Um, And then when I started trying these things, like all of that fear kind of set in again. I was like, oh, if I'm going to do something mystical, I better try to include God. Mm. (laughs) Like, see, I'm including you. (laughs) So, um, but that helped me, you know, that that helped me to feel uh, safe and secure. I don't really do that anymore, but it helped me to feel safe and secure and confident that whatever I was working towards was actually working. And so this idea of belief as a tool says that you can bring anything in. Now, here's the other side of chaos magic is technical excellence. Um, and there are six pillars of chaos magic. I don't think we'll have time to go into those today. Um, but I do talk about those in episode one of Condensed Chaos over on Patreon, which you can access at level two, um, the $10 a month level. But one of those pillars is technical excellence. So here's the other side. When people hear the term chaos magic, they think it's something that's kind of sloppy or messy. Um, because when we think of traditional magic, right, we think of like records and books and everything's kind of like done just so and, you know, under the full moon with all of these specific ingredients. (laughs) And when you hear chaos magic, you kind of think, oh, that must be the opposite. It must be messy. It must be sloppy. Um, 
But that cannot be the case because this is called results-based magic. What that means is that you have to be um, documenting every little experiment that you do and that you have because you're trying to get to that place of where does your ultimate belief lie? Where does your power lie? And it, it can go down to things as simple as the color that you're wearing. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe I feel more confident when I wear red. And so perhaps if I'm doing an affirmation practice or if I'm doing some sort of like ritual to help myself with something or whatever, then maybe I should wear red because I know that that psychologically affects me and makes me feel more confident. So even down to the little things like that, everything needs to be kind of documented so you can pinpoint those exact um, configurations almost that make you feel the most amount of belief, if that makes sense. So this could be, you know, bringing in different archetypes or different deities or saints or, you know, whatever resonates with you. Or maybe none of that. Or maybe just nature. Maybe just worshiping the sun. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you do. But it's about really kind of documenting all of that and I've used this example before, um, but, you know, if you go to an interview wearing an outfit, that, an, outfit <laughs> an outfit that makes you feel kind of kick-ass, um, and then, you know, you go to that same interview wearing your pajamas, there's a big difference in how you're going to feel. And because you're going to feel different, that's also going to affect how you perform at the interview, right? When you're wearing the outfit that feels kick ass, you feel like you're on top of the world, you're confident, you're talking with ease. If you're wearing something that you don't feel confident in, that isn't really working for you, that doesn't really fit you, and maybe you're having to like pull it up or down or adjust it every five seconds, it throws off everything, right? And so it, it's it's documenting all of these little things that kind of bring you to that state of ultimate belief. And then it also goes from like the smaller things up to the larger things too, you know, like what kind of Ritual works for you. Maybe no ritual at all. And another kind of key belief of chaos magic is that it, it should be fun. You know, if it's not fun, then... If it's not fun, then it's it's not tapping into that sense of, of belief and power. So we just read that Marilyn Monroe quote, right? How playful was that? That she turned to her friend and she said, do you want to see me become her? <laughs> you know, That wasn't like a, an obligation, like, oh, I have to do this thing. It was like a, a fun, flirty, kind of like flirting with the world. The, the world is my playground. Look at what I get to do kind of thing. So it's about coming from a place of fun, coming from a place of joy, finding what works for you and being open to trying different things. So a lot of people who practice this, you know, they'll go into like maybe a, a system of, of magic or a system of the occult and they'll try it for a month or two and then they'll move on to another system or another belief or maybe another set of books or, or another philosophy or whatever and they'll sort of create their own secret sauce, maybe create their own kind of a book of shadows, their own grimoire with all of the little things that have really personally worked for them. 
And so it's something that's insanely personal and the things that work to me aren't necessarily going to work for you and vice versa, but that's what makes it so special because we're all kind of looking for something that's going to work and spending our entire lives trying to find it, but you're not going to necessarily find it in other people. You might find pieces of what will work in other people, but you're not going to find uh, a giant book with an index and with chapters filled with things that are going to work for you for the rest of your life. That's impossible because you're a completely different person. Again, different body, different brain, different memories, different cultures, different traumas, different everything. So not everything is going to work for you. So I think the process of chaos magic is kind of documenting and figuring out what does work for you and sort of creating your own book that you can use and reference for the rest of your life. Now, lastly, I think I have to wrap it up because this was meant to be brief, but um, we can't really talk about chaos magic without talking about Austin Osmond's Spare. Um, chaos magic sort of surfaced around the 70s and it was largely based on kind of the philosophy and the thoughts of Austin Osmond Spare, who was the father of something called sigilization. Um, this is where you take your intentions and you make them into sort of abstract symbols. I like to, I like to describe it as kind of like a magical lo logo, um, like a logo for your intentions that kind of, uh, it brings all of the the feelings and thoughts and actions of those intentions to mind just by viewing the symbol very quickly. Um, and so Chaos Magic is largely based on his rejection of sort of the pomp and frill of ceremonial magic and instead saying, you know, maybe this should be something more personal and something more psychological and something that's more rooted in meanings that are very unique to specific people. And so, you know, with a sigil, you would create this symbol, but you wouldn't tell anyone else what it means. It would just be between you and that symbol, and you're the only one who knows what it means and all of the thoughts, feelings, and actions that it brings up when you lay eyes on it. And so if that's something that you're interested in, I have an, um, a workshop that I think ended up being over an hour um, that goes through the whole process of how to create a sigil and it was a live workshop So we did it together step by step uh, And that is available in level three uh, Which again is open now. That's the $25 a month um, tier on patreon and there's also a workshop on Pendulums. There's also a workshop on intention setting and intention analysis using concepts from chaos magic That was a really fun one uh, and then our last one was a round table. And this month, I think we're doing tea leaf reading if, uh, if the votes are all tallied. I haven't checked the votes. So yeah, that's it for today. I hope to see you on some level over on Patreon. Come try us out. Everything I do is pretty much over there. Come try our meditation library. Just come hang out in Discord, have a chat with us. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for being here with me today. If you enjoy my content and enjoy my episodes, I ask that you please leave me a review or at least rate the podcast wherever you're looking at this. Um, and thank you so much for being here. Stay mysterious.